Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Warning, the Not Real Art Podcast is intended for creative audiences only. The Not Real Art Podcast celebrates creativity and creative culture worldwide. It contains material that is fresh, fun and inspiring and is not suitable for boring old art snobs. Now, let's get started and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, my creative brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast, where we celebrate creators and creative culture. I'm your host, Sourdough, coming to you from Crew West Studio in Los Angeles. Man, do we have a cool show today. I have no doubt you will like today's episode. But before we get into the main event, I want to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to like this episode and subscribe. Your likes and follows help ensure you won't miss any of our new shows, and it makes the algorithm gods happy, which helps us. So thanks for that. Also, please be sure to visit our website, notrealart.com. Sign up for our newsletter so you can keep your finger on the pulse of everything we're doing here at Not Real Art for artists and our lovers. We got a lot of great stuff on the website. We've got free educational videos. You can sign up for our artist grant for the chance to win $2,000. Uh, you can even buy affordable, original, contemporary art through our partnership with Sugar Press. And you can become a supporter of ours through Patreon if you want. So please be sure to check out our website today for all the good, healthy stuff we got for you. Last but not least, be sure to use our toll-free hotline to share your comments and questions with us. We want to hear from you. Just call 8 8- Three three six six eight seven three two five. Again, eight three three six six eight seven three two five. That's our hotline. We want to hear from you, so please give us a call and tell us what's on your mind. Okay, art lovers, tis the season to say trick or treat. We are now officially in October, and this is one of my favorite times of the year. It's uh, the time of the year where wearing a costume doesn't you know, freak people out with, you know, I typically wear costumes and people say, what are you in a costume for? It's not Halloween. I'm like, Hey, you know, I like costumes. Well, anyway, it's October and Halloween's coming. It's the season to look out for ghosts and ghouls and long legged beasties. I thought it would be a good time to launch a new segment that we're calling art world horror stories. Yes, you heard it. Art world horror stories, real life, scary stories, of artists and art workers who have been terrified and perhaps emotionally scarred from some real life true horror story that happened to them working in the arts. Could come from anywhere. 
could come from artists, could come from gallerists, could come from art lovers, but we all have our story, don't we? We've been in the game for a long time. And after the years pile up, inevitably, we're going to have a few scary stories to tell. A few tales to tell as fair warnings to our fellow colleagues and those youngins, those hoppers coming up behind us in the art world. And so we need to, as they say, pay it forward, share the wisdoms, drop the knowledge and share our our world horror stories with the world so that people can go in eyes wide open. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of these stories are done to us by other people who perhaps did or did not have the best of intentions. But sometimes we make mistakes that cause us problems and headaches and various horror stories. So our world horror stories is our time to come together and share these stories and see what we might learn from one another. This particular segment was inspired by an artist friend of mine, Logan Hicks. Logan was uh, sharing a story with me about something that recently happened to him in the art world. And believe me, it's a horror story. And I thought, boy, we got to share this with our audience. And I bet there are other artists out there who have stories to tell. So over the last few weeks, I've been collecting stories from many of you who have emailed me or called in or sent me uh, your stories that I'm going to share over the next couple of weeks here in the month of October during our Art World Horror Story segment. Who knows? Maybe we'll spin this off into a separate podcast. I mean, I think that there's enough stories out there that we could probably warrant a whole nother kind of podcast called Art World Horror Stories, but we'll see. We've got the music for it. We came up with proprietary original exclusive theme music for Art World Horror Stories, which you'll hear in a minute. It's a collab between myself and Dan Ubik, host of The Conduit Music Podcast. Check that out. I wrote the lyrics. Dan wrote the music, produced it. And so Art World Horror Story has its own theme music here, people. So I think if we spin off a podcast, uh, that'd be cool because, you know, it could be its own thing. And, you know, it doesn't have to come from the visual arts. Any creative art medium can participate, whether you're a dancer, actor, uh, musician, producer, engineer, writer, whatever. We all have horror stories to share, times that we can talk about that uh, of of wrongs done to us and and wrongs that we might have done to ourselves due to negligence or naivete or ignorance. But Art World Horror Stories is absolutely an opportunity for us to warn others so that they might save themselves from these dangers, these evils of the art world. So without further ado, let's get into this new segment that we're calling Art World Horror Stories. So without further ado, let's hear our new theme music. Let's get into our brand new segment, Art World Horror Stories. Hold on to your seats, people. Get that white knuckle grip and you may want to sleep with the lights on tonight because art world horror stories are very real. Our darkness falls as chills abound just when you felt all safe and sound. This art is losing their bloody minds as their hard work turns on evil eyes. Worse than nightmares, just worse than fears. As artists cry horrific tears. Welcome to Art World Horror Stories. 
scared yet? I am. I mean, how could you not be after that? And it's art world horror stories. You know, let's just start there. Like that alone, that notion, that idea, that concept alone scares me. I I have sweaty palms right now. My heart rate is, is, uh, is elevated sweating, uh, on my brow and it's real. Cause it's real. You know, if this was just some fantasy, some made up campfire story or sequel to the new sequel to Halloween, I mean, you know, we know those things are imaginary, right? But in this case, these are real life, true stories that have happened to people in the art world, either because it was done to them, they were wronged, or maybe they wronged themselves somehow, made a, made a dumb decision, or maybe it was just bad luck. I mean, shit happens, right? Bad things happen to good people, right? I mean, if we learned anything in 2020, I think we learned that. You could do everything right, and then all of a sudden, a global pandemic hits, and you lose your art gallery, or you lose sales. I mean, art world horror stories are very real. People can do us wrong, we can make mistakes, and shit can happen. And we've got a lot of stories lined up for you this month, the month of October, the month of Halloween, my favorite holiday. I may be wearing a costume right now. You, you know, how would you know? It's very, uh, I like it. I like it. I, it's my evil Knievel costume. I like wearing my evil Knievel costume. Um, yes, people. Art world horror stories. They're real. You're going to hear them through the month. We're going to hear from different artists, different arts professionals about things that have happened to them either by their own hand or others, or just bad luck. However, today is the first day, the first edition of our new segment, Art World Horror Stories. And I thought it appropriate to kick off this new segment with a personal story. Something that happened to me that I will share with you as a warning to watch your back as a warning to expect the unexpected as a warning to always be on your toes and not let down your guard because just when you think everything is looking rosy, shit can happen. The worst can happen. People can die. And in fact, people did die in my story. True story. Tragic, tragic story. And it was a long time ago. It was 2014. And things were looking up. Things were looking up for me. Things were were very exciting. I had a dream project. We had a dream project here at Crew West Studio that 
we were so excited about. It was sort of a lifelong dream that we had been working on and it was all coming together until disaster. What was this dream, you ask? Well, we here at Crew West Studio has all, have always dreamed of painting a jumbo jet, a uh, transatlantic jetliner, if you will. And we always felt like the best company to partner with on this particular endeavor would be Virgin, Virgin Airlines, Virgin Atlantic Airlines. If we could only get to Richard Branson, somehow, some way, we just knew that he would love this idea that we had. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, did we get close. But close doesn't count, does it? Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, right? But this was one of those things that just seemed to be coming together. We were thrilled at how it was all happening. As you know, as you may know, we're based here in Los Angeles, Crew West Studio, and we often find ourselves at interesting industry-related, entertainment industry-related events. And one night I found myself at a... At a uh, at a function, and uh, met this wonderful human being called Pippa Lambert, and uh, Pippa at the time was an agent at a agency called ICM. Look them up; they're the real deal. And she was based in London. And we started chatting and as you do at networking functions, right? You start chatting about your business and what you do. And I was of course intrigued about Pippa's role as an agent working in London. And she was intrigued by Crew West Studio here in Los Angeles and the work that we were doing in the arts. She happened to be a big fan herself of graffiti and street art and really had a, uh, an affinity and appreciation for what we were doing and why we were doing it and everything we had done. And so she said in passing, well, we should try to find a project to work on together. And I said, absolutely. That would be phenomenal. And so we started talking and emailing back and forth. And long story short, we realized that Pippa had a connection to Virgin Atlantic. In fact, she worked with Richard Branson's son who had a production company in the UK at that time. I believe it was called Red Dog Productions, Red Dog Pictures. And I had the chance to pitch my idea to Pippa for Virgin. And she loved it. She loved it. What was the concept? Well, the concept was given Virgin's global 
presence. And given their presence across any number of industry sectors, whether it's, you know, it's planes, it's trains, it's magazines, it's music, it's consumer products. I mean, they're everywhere, right? And I said, well, I think that we need to, and remember, this was 2014. It's a long time ago. I said, I, I, I want to organize a global art competition where Virgin would sponsor a call for artists to submit certain designs uh, that they would like to see on the Atlantic Virgin Atlantic 747, the double decker, the big one. And that we would have consumers, people that are, you know, riding on their trains and planes and reading their magazines and buying their products. We would have them vote on the, on, on their favorite designs. And so each region, each continent would have a winner. And of course we would be filming this and we'd be recording this and, and in making a, some kind of, you know, unscripted lifestyle reality show out of it that would air of course, exclusively on Virgin jets. Right. And then once the winners were identified from Africa and South America and North America and Asia and China and, you know, all their major markets, a jet would fly from Paris to London to New York to Melbourne to Shanghai uh, and then back around to London. So just circling the globe and it would stop. And in each of these locations, that winner from that country or that city would then paint their portion of the jet. And then the jet would fly to the next place. And then those artists would paint their portion of the jet. And by the time it got all the way around the world, back to London, the jet would be painted in, in its entirety, filming the whole thing. And it would land back in London with great fanfare, great spectacle. And it would be a game changer for these artists. It would be a global and ex uh, dynamic and exciting global arts competition and program. It would be huge for the Virgin brand because something like this would be making news all over the world. They would make sure of that. And so this was my pitch to Pippa. She loved it. And we took it to her client, Richard Branson's son and his partner at Red Dog. They loved it. They loved the pitch. And things were heating up. We put together a fancy 
presentation. We were all very excited about it. And because, of course, we were in tight with Richard's son, we kind of knew the politics of the organization and we kind of knew kind of how, how to handle this. And we started socializing the project a little bit, kind of advocating for the project a little bit with some of the key people in the organization so that hopefully when it got to the CEO, he would love it. Right. And that's what we did. So for several weeks, a few months, we shared it carefully with a couple few key people and they all loved it. Loved it. Did I mention the budget for this was like millions of dollars? <laughs> uh, we were, we, we were, we were going to do well. We were going to do well on this project. It was going to be, it was going to be wonderful because we go big or we don't go or we swing for the fences or we don't swing. And boy, were we excited. Everybody was excited. In fact, we got all the way to the CEO's desk. Our proposal, our pitch had cleared the political and bureaucratic corporate hurdles. And our pitch made it to the CEO's desk and to his calendar. We literally had a meeting scheduled in London with the CEO of Virgin Atlantic to personally pitch our project, which by the way, he had been hearing a little bit about and hearing about how much everyone loved it and was excited to hear directly from us. Didn't know all the details, but things were heating up. Things were looking good. We were feeling confident. We had been working on this for months. We had all the right players. Everything was aligned. We'd been doing everything right. And we were preparing to meet with the CEO of Virgin Atlantic to talk about doing a global arts program to paint a Virgin transatlantic jumbo jet around the world with great fanfare for millions of dollars, making exclusive content out of it that would be available for watching on Virgin planes. I mean, this was a dream project, people. This was something we had been talking about for years. And here we were. We couldn't believe it. We were pinching ourselves. Is this really happening? It was really happening. It was literally happening. Little did we know, of course, that art world horror stories are real. Little did we know that just because you feel it and it seems positive and it's all going to happen, that guess what? There's no guarantees in life. There are no guarantees. And days before I was meant to fly to London that early November in 2014, tragedy struck in a very, very real way. 
because on October 31st, 2014, Virgin Galactic was still in their experimental spaceflight testing of their ship that they were building to get into the space tourism business. They want to take well-heeled travelers to the outer limits of space or the, I guess, the limits of the planet and, uh, you know, uh, just, just, just outside the Earth's orbit. And so, as you can imagine, there were countless space flight tests that their pilots were were performing when they're on their, with their spacecraft. And tragically, much to our horror and much to the horror of every person at Virgin, from the CEO down to the janitor, everybody was devastated the, the day, October 31st, 2014, that the VSS Enterprise crash occurred and Spaceship Two broke up in flight. And co-pilot Michael Alsbury was killed and pilot Peter Seibold was seriously injured. It was a horrific day. It was a tragic day. Mothers lost sons. Children lost parents. Wives wives lost husbands. Families were devastated by this horrific event. Everybody at Virgin, from Richard himself down to the janitor was devastated. Morale was at an all-time low. They had gone from literally flying high to the depths of sadness and depression because it was a horrific tragedy for all involved. And all of the initiatives and all of the projects that are many of the initiatives and projects that Virgin was involved in were put on hold as people mourned and rightfully so. People needed time to process and grieve and mourn. And so our project, our exciting, wonderful, fun, well-intentioned, project to empower artists around the world to paint a virgin jet was put on hold. And in fact, permanently put on hold because it never was resuscitated. It never came back. It was, it took of course months and months and months and months before company morale started to, improve at Virgin and 
our project, no matter how well-intentioned or interesting or cool it was, was one of the casualties of this tragedy. And in spite of doing everything right, in spite of having all the right people excited about this project, in spite of having a plane ticket to London to pitch the CEO with this project, in spite of all the months of work, of all the of all of the phone calls, emails, uh, you know, pitch deck uh, designs. Um, in spite of all that hard work, in spite of our pure intentions and our well-intentioned efforts, life happened. Life happens, doesn't it? Things happen. Pandemics happen. Tragedy strikes. Accidents occur. Disease happens. Climate change happens. Things happen that change the course of history and change the course of our reality. And sometimes it happens in the art world. And sometimes those stories are horrific and we end up with an art world horror story. And this was my art world horror story. This is my art world horror story. Well, it's the one I'm going to share with you today. I have more, I have others. But I wanted to share this one because this story was an example, is an example of how life happens. We, we make plans and the gods laugh. And just when you think everything is going well and you've done everything right, life happens. And I'm not complaining. I'm just letting you know to watch your back and beware and don't count your your blessings too soon because while you know our dream project was destroyed nothing can compare to the lives destroyed that day Michael Alsberry who died and perished and Peter Seibold who was so seriously injured and their families impacted by this. So their horror is all too real. And these things have sort of collateral damage and unintended consequences. And we were part of that collateral damage. Our, our dream project was part of it. So that's my, our whole horror story. This is, uh, this is the truth. This is a real life story that I wanted to share with you so that you can, just be warned and beware to stay on guard, be vigilant. Don't get cocky. Watch, watch your back, watch your flank because our world horror stories are very real. Our darkness falls as chills abound just when you felt all safe and sound. This heart is losing their bloody minds as their hard work turns on evil eyes. This worse than nightmares, this worse than fears, as artists cry horrific tears. Welcome to Art World Horror Stories. <laughs> Hey, 
Hey there. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to like this episode, write a review, and share with your friends on social. And if you haven't already done so, please press the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at NotRealArtWorld.